Yes, I am ready. All right, we're ready. This time I'd like to call to order the meeting of the Willow City Council, regular meeting September 12, 2023. Uh, the next step is our Pledge of Allegiance. And to do our Pledge of Allegiance, I would like to ask, we already done, you've already done it, haven't you, Amos? Forrest. Yes. Have you done it already? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Forrest. Uh, roll call. <clears throat> Councilmember Hanson. Here. Councilmember Sprague. Here. Vice Mayor Vaden. Here. And Mayor Thomas, uh, who's running late. So. We have three of uh, four sitting members of council. Thank you very much. Uh, it says next, changes to the agenda. Are there changes to the agenda? There are no changes to the agenda. Very good. And they would be? There uh, are none. Oh, there are no changes. No, there very are no, no. Okay, at this time, pursuant to the government code section 549, 54.3, uh, the public will have an opportunity to direct directly address the legislative body on the items below prior to the council convening into closed session. Public comments are generally restricted to three minutes. The items are item A, conference with legal counsel, existing litigation, 54956.9, one case. Name of the case is Forbes versus the County of Glen et al, number 23CV03205. Item B is conference with legal counsel, substantial risk of litigation, Potential exposure to litigation pursuant to 54956.9B. At this point, we will convene into closed session. Reconvene the Willow City Council meet regular meeting of September 12, 2023 with a report out from our closed session meeting. We received information and have given direction to staff. On to uh, item six, ceremonial matters. I'd like to invite um, Nate Monk forward and myself. And could we have um, John Peterick, Riley F. Is that right, Elk? Eck? And Alex Brizio. Okay. So the, um, the first uh, would be three, but it's actually just going to be one for Mr. Petrick. It's a certificate of appreciation uh, for his service to the City of Willows on August 22nd, 2023. Your quick and professional response was instrumental, was instrumental in the prevention of significant property damage and the continued safety and well-being of nearby residents. Your unwavering dedication, expertise, and professionalism has played a pivotal role in protecting the citizens of our city presented this 12th day of September 2023. And I'd just add that on top of what you did on the 22nd, uh, you've also 
given 14 years of service to the city of Willows as a volunteer, and this isn't the first time, but um, I think it's important that you guys are recognized for your service. Okay, we also have a commendation for Valor to Fire Captain Kyle Enos for his heroic achievement while serving as a fire captain in the Willis Fire Department on August 22, 2023. Without hesitation and showing no regard for his own safety, Fire Captain Enos entered a smoke-charged structure and located an unresponsive victim. After calling in for additional manpower and medical support, he single-handedly removed the victim from the structure and administered first aid until medical units arrived on scene. By his exceptional ability, personal initiative, and total dedication to duty, Fire Captain Enos reflected credit upon himself and upon the highest traditions of the fire services. Thank you. So a little background on what happened on August 22nd, around 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, Willow's Fire was dispatched to an uh, alarm sounding call. Get alarm sounding calls all the time, most of the time they're not real. Uh, Kyle showed up, was, found the apartment where the alarm was going off and smoke was coming out of the structure. He was by himself. We had a really good indication that there was going to be somebody inside. So uh, Kyle forego, uh, passed command, he forego the uh, traditional two in, two out, went inside on a search. Uh, without a hose line by himself, um, was able to find a victim that was unresponsive in the hallway, dragged him out. If uh, you've ever dragged 250 pounds of dead weight, it's, uh, it's quite the feat, um, especially when you're doing it by yourself. Uh, we all train to do that. Um, I've been doing this a while. I've pulled people out of buildings, but never by myself. So um, quite, a, uh, quite a feat. Once Kyle was able to get him out, he didn't take a break. He didn't you know, go, man, I'm tired. He started uh, providing medical care to the person until the ambulance got there. And then as soon as the ambulance got there, went right back to work into being a fireman. And so um, we ask our employees and our volunteers to do a lot with not a lot. And um, what Kyle did that day truly made a difference. And uh, without his actions, uh, that person most definitely would have died. So congratulations. It's easy to take for granted the services that we get because we don't need them and we never really want them. But when they, we do need them, it's, it's a privilege and honor to know that they're there. So thank for everybody that serves the Willows community and fire service. 
as well as our law enforcement. So thank you. Thank you all. Okay, uh, item seven, public comment and consent calendar. All matters on the consent calendar. Is this working? They're all going to drill now. <laughs> they have hose to pull. Duty's not done. All matters on a consent calendar are considered routine and approved under one motion and vote, unless council members or the city manager first request the matter removed for separate discussion and action. Individuals wishing to address the city council concerning consent calendar items or regarding matters that are not already on the agenda are invited to make oral comments up to three minutes at this time. Please address your comments to the mayor and the city council members and not to the staff or the audience. By state law, the council is not permitted to undertake any action or discussion on any item appearing on the posted agenda, not appearing on the posted agenda. If you have documentation you'd like distributed to the city council, please deliver it to the city clerk. It's not, is this not working? Where's Amos? Did I turn it off? You might have turned it off. I turned it off. Shall I repeat that? Test, test. I think I'm back on. Can you hear me now? Okay. Uh, consent calendar items. Uh, most of you have heard that before. Um, council have any requests on the consent calendar? I do, Mr. Mayor. Please. Um, one item here that I got questioned on a couple of times from various people was asking about this bank deposit for three hundred and twenty-nine thousand dollars. We've got a memo now from the from uh, city manager indicating that that is our payment for the bond, the or the COPs, I guess, weren't they for Correct. the for the sewer fund? So that's, uh, we don't know if that's an annual or if that's quarterly, but I think it's annual if I recall. I, I think you're right, actually, but I will confirm and notify the council okay. before I leave. But anyway, to answer the question of the people that called me, the, the, uh, that's the answer. That's the money associated with the certificates of participation that we retired the loan with the uh, sewer treatment plant, plus I think we've got something north of $3.2 million of of capital improvement funds that we are refinanced a previous sewage bond and took out an additional 3.3 million yeah, exactly. the other thing mr. mayor I'd like to pull from the item is um, on consent the city managers suggestion here that we approve uh, something that has been provided by the uh, League of, of California Cities in opposition to a particular ballot measure. Um, so if you'd like to pull 7C. Pull 7C, please, yes. Any other comments about the consent calendar? No, you, Mr. Mayor. Public comment. Public comment. We'll take it all at one time. Good evening, my name is Jeff Williams, Willows resident. First off, uh, 
unfortunately, Casey isn't here tonight, but I wanted to thank him for his service to his community. Uh, and fortunately, it was a short period of time, but you know, I think uh, he would have made a huge change in our city had he been able to stay, but family comes first. I understand that. I sent uh, each of you an email, and I'll go ahead and read what I have, Mr. Mayor. It says, good evening, Mayor Thomas and council members. I have blind copied all council members in this email. At the August 8, 2023 council meeting, you read into, into record a letter submitted by council member Sprague. The recording starts at 28 minutes and 50 seconds of that meeting of his inability to have items placed on the agenda. I'm also saddened by the apprehension and tension that has come between yourself and council member Sprague being that you have been friends in business dealings with for many years. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised by this because you and I have had similar issues. While I was on the city council, I requested multiple times for a subject to be placed on the agenda and it never happened. I would ask that you go back and listen to your own words on how items were going to be placed on the agenda at your first meeting when you were sworn in. Myself and the people that attended that meeting were thrilled by your statements. Please follow through with those promises. On several occasions at council meetings, you made the statement that a friend of yours provided you with a quote, if you watch your, watch your pennies, the dollars will follow. I wholeheartedly believe that statement. You and I sit on the fan, you and I sat on the finance committee and we get to review invoices in a more detail than any other council member or the public. That's why I have requested to have items placed on the agenda that I have concerns about and wanted the rest of the council members to be aware of these concerns without creating a Brown Act violation. I want to give credit where credit is due. The city manager on several occasions mentioned that I brought to the attention to staff issues on subjects that were of major concern, i.e. solar panels not producing electricity at the wastewater treatment plant and the city not paying for sewer on two city homes, city owned homes that have costed the taxpayers tens of thousands of dollars per year. There have been numerous other issues I pointed out that was not addressed publicly. All of this after staff had reviewed the invoices and the statements and the bills had been paid. At the last council meeting, I asked for an update on the solar project at the wastewater treatment plant and noticed when the agenda was posted that the request for the update was not on the agenda. I again respectfully request that an update on the process of the solar project at the wastewater treatment plant be placed on the next council meeting's agenda. Lastly, I would like to request that the verbiage on the agenda under public comment slash written communications be worded as it appeared on the agendas prior to September 14th, 2021 to read, no formal action will be taken unless a majority consensus of the council directs staff to place an item on the future agenda. During the multiple city council trainings given by the League of California Cities, it was stressed to be transparent, and I believe changing that verbiage back to the August 24th, 2021st date and prior would do just that. I am providing all council members and staff a copy of the two faces, two face pages of the aforementioned agendas as so not to have any confusion on what I'm requesting. Please see a copy of this email and copies of the two agendas are posted with the minutes of this meeting. Thank you for your commitment to the community. Sincerely, Jeff Williams, Willis taxpayer and resident. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Any other public comment? Council's prerogative on consent items 7A, B, and D. Move Mr. to approve. Second. The motion to approve 
Consent item 7A, B, and D from Council Member Vaden, seconded by Council Member Hansen. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Okay, let's discuss 7C. Mr. Sprague. Yes, um, bring this to your attention and your little bit of a conversation here that you and I had before. I, I'm going to be real honest. I've been 70, 74 years old. I've been accused of a lot of things. Being bashful and being tactful has never been what I've been <laughs> accused of. I'm not bashful and I'm some, certainly sometimes not very tactful. The problem that I suffer from in this particular situation is as soon as the agenda came out, my phone started ringing in regard to this particular item. And those people, a lot of people, have been following some other things that have been going on at a state um, legislative level. Number two of them that are going on right now are congr uh, constitutional amendments, constitutional amendment number one and number 13. I'm not on. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Tell me again. Uh, oh, Amos, what was I doing wrong? Just not into it? Okay. All right. Anyway, some of the things that have been going on at a state level are dealing with... Okay. Thank you dealing with constitutional amendments. Constitutional amendment number one that's going through the state legislature at this point in time um, will, is a direct attack on Proposition 13 and would remove taxpayer, tax, taxpayer protections of the two-thirds vote by the electorate, the voters, uh, required to pass special taxes. Number 13 is would create a special rules that would make it harder for citizens to pass initiatives. Okay, they want to take, here's, here's the point. Um, AC1 wants to reduce the voter local votes down to 55% to be able to pass a special tax or a sales tax increase. AC3013 wants to increase the level to be able to pass a, an initiative, statewide initiative to two-thirds, making it more difficult for us to be able to do as citizens to get something on the, um, to, on the statewide ballot for people to be able to vote on. So it's, it's, it's a, a little bit of a double whammy that, in my view, is taking advantage of the taxpayers and making it even more difficult for taxpayers to be involved in the, in the process. Um, Howard Jarvis refers this to an attack on the Democrat principles that have allowed California to exercise their power of initiative over a hundred some odd years. Um, the release that the League of Cities put out and they identify in trying to get support for local governments, they identify specifically the, the organizations that are in support of being able to prohibit what's referred to as the taxpayers Protection and uh, Government Accountability Act. That's the uh, that's another initiative that's being promoted by businesses, by um, uh, le uh, uh, taxpayers associations, and so on, to be able to protect taxpayers. They identify specifically the League of Cities does in their press release the organizations that support hampering our ability to be able to put things on onto the ballot. 
One of them is California Alliance of Jobs, which is, of course, a labor, labor union. Uh, rebuild Southern California Partnership, which is the partnerships between organized labor and uh, 2,750 construction firms, all located in Southern California. Service Employees International Union of California. And that's an employee or an, uh, a labor union of 96,000 people that work for either the state or local governments. The um, American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, another labor union affiliated with the AFL-CIO, and California State Council of Labors, which is again another labor organization. They are in support of having cities and counties sign on to what the League of Cities and what the apparently the city manager is suggesting that we sign on to as well. The, current, the concern that I have from a taxpayer's perspective and looking at the taxes that we now pay on a statewide basis and a local basis, um, sales tax. We in California pay the highest in sales tax in California. This is according to Caltax. We also pay the highest gasoline tax in, in, in the nation. Uh, we pay personal income tax. We're the highest in the nation. Our property taxes are higher than most other uh, states because of what they've been able to do to violate the intent of Proposition 13. And our corporate taxes, income taxes, are higher, the highest in the Western states. I think, in my view, the best um, analysis of this uh, process is actually put out by California Economic Development, uh, Cal, called CalEd. They're an organization in Sacramento that help local cities and counties uh, with economic development. They summarize this, I think, as best that from a council's perspective that we need to take a look at. They suggest that Economic development corporations or economic development is the creation of wealth from, from which the community benefits are realized. It, it, did you gavel me? I'm no, sorry. no, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I just okay. adjusted my glass plate. I see. Okay. This finger and my problem grabs is paper, I, you know. I have my appliances up high, too. So I, okay, so that's fine. Um, anyway, it's, it's more than just jobs. It's an investment in the growing, uh, growing your uh, economy and enhancing prosperity and quality of life for all city residents. As such, economic development implementation is rooted in maintaining a thriving local economy that also benefits the prosperity and the quality of life of all the residents, city residents. CalEd members should consider whether this measure effectively furthers their, their community's economic development goals. In other words, they have not taken a position on this, but they are suggesting that we take a look at our goals as, as far as economic development goes in the city of Willows. This is, these are some statistics from um, the Governor's Office of Economic Development. They identify in this particular list, 82 cities out of, what have we got? Uh, 482. 482. 482. 
of what they refer to as high poverty areas, meaning that a city and a county is, <clears throat> excuse me, a city or the county within California with a, prop, a poverty rate of at least 150% of California's statewide poverty rate. Pardon me. And the same goes with unemployment. And they identify 82 cities on both of those lists. They're specifically talking about high poverty rate for, this, for a city and high employment rate. The city of Willows is listed in part of those 82 cities. That puts us in from, from the state um, governor's office from an economic development perspective. Looks at, it looks at us as being in the top 20% of the least likely or the weakest economic development cities in the state out of the 482. The point I'm getting at here is taking a look at some of the other statistics that we suffer from. In the, the economy in the city of Willows, we employ, employ in the city of Willows out of 6,000 people, only 2,270 people are actually working. And the sad part of that is, or not the sad part, but some of the statistics are interesting. The highest paid jobs in the city of Willows, believe it or not, is public government on an average of $80,000 a year income. Second is education in the city, or third, excuse me, said the third tier is uh, educational services. Then the average salary for those good people is about $62,000 a year. But the sad part in the city of Willows, 28% of the population in the city of Willows makes less than $23,000 a year. We, we have high unemployment by comparison, and we have high, um, uh, you know, it's bad, let me put it that way, from an economic development perspective. The statistical averages, and David, you were talking about this just a little bit earlier, wondering where we're at. The 2020 census shows that we had 6,283 people living in the city of Willows. But we have been going down now here in 2023. We're down to 6,166. If you follow that trajectory, in six years, we will be down to less than, less than 6,000 people. We'll be down to about 5,900 5, people. The point I'm getting at there, gentlemen, couple of the, the, the audience, is that from my perspective, you're either growing or you're dying. You're not staying static. And we're in a situation here to where not only are we not static, we are now starting to plunder and, and fall, um, fall even more economically strained. The point of that is that, in my view, we do not want to sign on with the approval uh, with California League of Cities to oppose this Taxpayers Protection and Government um, Accountability Act. In fact, I would suggest that we need to, so to support it. I would also like to read just real quick, and this will be my last comment <coughs> in regard to this. This is a letter that was sent to a previous city council. It says the council, or the city, has been, excuse me, the city has been in a financial difficulty for many years. 
I see this as a failure of the leadership to pursue revenue generating businesses and commercial economic development. Retail sales leakage to neighboring counties and or neighboring communities is huge. I would encourage your effort to bolster sales and tax revenue generating businesses and less on stifling growth with excess regulations, taxes, and fees. And my dear friend, Richard, Rich Thomas, Richard Thomas, I bet, to the city. I concur. I think those are wise words by the mayor back then in 2011. I think that was written. I agree. And the point I'm trying to make here is that I, I disagree with the, respectfully disagree with you, uh, city manager, that we sign on in support of opposition to this this piece of legislation or this this um, constitutional amendment i would agree i would suggest that we actually support <coughs> it at best at worst we we stay neutral thank you mr mayor thank you council comments david Eric? yeah uh, mr mayor yeah i i uh, as with uh, unfortunately with many of these uh, Types of measures there are pros and cons you know if you look at uh, I, yeah I listened to mr. Sprague's comments and uh, you know he uh, interestingly enough you know many of the uh, labor groups are behind this obviously I judge a lot um, but also there you know on the other side you've got uh, you know emergency services groups uh, law enforcement uh, police fire uh, public health parks libraries affordable housing services to support homeless residents, mental health services, and more who were in favor of it. So, you know, uh, it does, like I say, it has, it has its benefits and it has its disadvantages. So I'm uh, in a new neutral position on this. I, you know, I, I uh, at this point, uh, don't recommend moving forward with, uh, uh, you know, an endorsement. Pro oh, or against? You're I, yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't support the city uh, endorsing a resolution uh, uh, opposing it at this point. Mr. Rodden. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I um, did a little bit of research on this as much as I could to, to to try to answer the question of whether we should or should not speak out on this, and and the evidence that I found suggested that the benefactors were indeed bigger government, bigger cities, bigger entities, uh, as opposed to some of the ways the words were written. I must admit, I was uh, everything you described about the city of Willows Forest, about its declining of population and its economic status in the world, in the county, in the state, okay. is, is Speak been... Speak up for me. Uh, uh, everything you said about... Is this not... I got too close? Oh, got a, now we got an oversensitive system. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, you know, we we talk about that and we speak about it, and and yet nothing changes. And the re, the difficulty of fixing that or making it better, which is better than probably more easy than fixing it, is is very challenging. But the options are there, the opportunities are there. We just got to do the work, and we got to get over the idea that the past is our future and that today is our future because our future is different. I also am not a fan of the ballot process that the state of California has been using. In the beginning, I thought ballots were a way for the public to 
speak their mind and get their issues before the voters. What I've learned over time or come to believe is that the ballot system is, is misused and is, is in poor state of affairs. That once some of these ballots get passed, they end up getting diverted, redirected, and ultimately, ultimately don't achieve the goals that the bazillion dollars in advertising that are poured out over the media want us to vote for this ballot or that. And I, but I also, you know, I do agree that, that the city, you know, is not, shouldn't be behind this. There's no reason, there's no value, and uh, I think most of your points were right. The one exception I take is that I see these things as recommended by the city, and if, it, if, if the city manager is the author in some fashion, I, I feel that every one of those recommendations uh, has a, has, it comes to us for us to consider. So I didn't particularly like the slap in the face reference. I thought that got personal, and I would like to ask you in the future, perhaps you could generically respond as to how you feel about something. So I don't think that, that this was a slap in the face. I think it's just an opportunity for us to, to say no to something that was recommended to us. And we should do that whenever we feel no is the right answer or yes. Okay. All right. Well, again, I, I, I don't get accused of being tactful. I, I like that part, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, you know, I did substantial research on this as best as I could uh, within my limits. Um, so I went to the legislative analyst office. Uh, what stood out to me is the summary of fiscal effects was the measure would have the following major fiscal effects, lower annual state and local revenues, potentially substantially lower depending on the future actions of the legislature, governing bodies, voters, and the courts. Um, the state of California doesn't necessarily know what the city of Willows needs. And neither do the uh, folks in Southern California know what the city of Willows needs. I think that is something that the city's citizens of Willows know what we need. Um, based on what we have on our agenda, you'll see that we have a major fiscal crisis. And we have to make some decisions on what we want to do and, or what we can do. Um, so I don't like the concept that the state can force more sales tax or more taxes on us. I think the city of Willows has very little choice but to pursue a sales tax increase. And with this particular event, um, could that raise it from 50.1% to a 66 and two thirds? And I know what the city of Willows has in the past when it's come to looking at um, sales tax increases. Um, it is, a difficult situation. Um, I'm probably more along the same lines is silence is might be better than than not. So I would um, probably agree with uh, both you and Mr. Hansen. And me. And Mr. Bodden. <laughs> Thank you. I guess one of the points I might like to make here too is just that it, Obviously, a lot of other people have been following this particular issue. And I think where some of the angst that I received from the public was that this was put on consent as opposed to an actual item on, on the agenda. So that was some of the, the frustration that I heard. Well, I think the, in the past, I think these, these letters have been consent items. Um, as, as it is, any council member or, matter of fact, I think any member of the audience could step forward and ask something to be pulled from consent for us to discuss. So 
Um, I don't want to take that voice away from the people. Um, so. Well, let me, let me thank my colleagues for their agreement that we at least stay neutral on this. I would like to see us support the particular initiative that, that's going on the ballot, but nevertheless, it, um, fiscal I have a hard conservatives time supporting, agree with it and some don't, so. I have a hard time supporting almost any proposition on the ballot. Yeah. And historically, I voted no across the board um, okay. because it's, it's, it's difficult. There's too much. Um, but I do have grave concerns about what we might be able to do. One of the things this particular measure does puts a, a sunset on any, any tax that's raised. It could. Um, it also identifies specifically that the whatever is being supported has to be done with actual provable costs associated with whatever the the service is and that type of thing. So there's a I lot of good in it. I agree that there may be, there's a little bit of an overreach in some areas, but I, the bottom line is, here's my, I guess what I left out of this, is the people that seem to be the most of support of this are actually tax consumers. Okay, that's the, the, the businesses that are, that are receiving taxes. Um, I see a lot of effort supporting those types of businesses. What I don't see as much as what, I, what we once enjoyed was somebody that was defending the taxpayers. That's what I'm concerned about, is we need to defend the taxpayers. That's, that was my purpose in pulling this off and being able to discuss it. So thank you very much for letting me speak, and thank you very much for your support for my. Mr. Mayor, just, just one observation. You know, just for uh, you know, the public, Public's benefit. This matter was endorsed by the California League of Cities. I'm not sure if that was mentioned earlier. And uh, the City of Willows is a member of the California League of Cities. And oftentimes, the California California League of Cities comes down extremely helpful. And you know, there are 482 cities in the state of California. It's a big state. And uh, in uh, for my prerogative, the city manager was, uh, you know, uh, this uh, this in initiative, the recommendation from the league was to oppose, and that's why it's on our agenda, like David said, for our discussion. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. I think there's another item on the uh, legislative ballot that you might look into, and it was something like A31, A1. I don't remember exactly what it is. Um, it's supposed to benefit the 112. Um, cities that are not like ours they're actually constitutionally created and so it's going to benefit those folks but not us what's charter cities charter, charter cities, cities. Yes. Yeah. charter specifically for charter cities yes. and not not for the benefit of, of city management exactly that's why i see this this so it's this, these things are really tough to truly understand yes. the value and the benefit of it and i i may change my mind as i read more about it but at this point in time i have what i've read it's just hard to to fully understand it. Well, yeah, Mr. Mayor, there's, like I said, there's so many pros and cons. I mean, you know, we're in agreement. And just, I, I'm just going to remain. We're going to remain neutral. That's was my position. So I think it's a wise. And I choice. would ask that you continue to bring these things for us to take a look at. Absolutely. Really? Well, if they're recommended to you by the League of California Cities, I think we should have um, a consideration of it. Okay, we'll do. We need a motion. Nope. Nope. 
Or does no, it die it, from it a lack of? It dies from a lack of emotion. Oh. That's correct. <coughs> okay. Discussion in action calendar. All matters in this section of the agenda will be discussed and acted upon individually. Individuals wishing to address the city council that concerning any of these items are invited to make comments up to three minutes at this time. Please address your comments to the mayor and the council members, not staff or the audience. When the major mayor calls for public comment, please raise your hand to be acknowledged. While not required, the city requests that you please state your name for the audio recording. And by the way, thank you, Amos. I listened to the audio from last meeting and it was excellent, except for that brief moment in the first part of it. So it's very clear and very audible. So thank you. Um, so first item on the agenda is the 2023-2024 budget amendment. Uh, this item is placed based on my request. I put forward a, a statement in the, in the agenda packet for everybody to review and read. Um, I'd like to, to say, let me start by saying that I'm 100% not what I wanted to do. I have no desire to delay the swimming recreation to the people. This is really simple. The city does not have the money to meet the sheriff request as it stands. At present, we do not, we have not spent any money on the design of the pool. That would be construction engineered plans. There's no fiscal sense in my mind in a spending $95,000 to design a pool that we may not be able to build. I truly only want to pause the moving forward on the design, but it is approved and in our budget, so an amendment is necessary. At present, the sheriff contract proposal stands at $2,570,000 in our approved budget based on the renewal rate set forth in the original contract is $1,621,000. It's an increase of almost $950,000 more than what is in our current budget. For this reason, is for the budget <clears throat> amendment, and that's why it's on the table. There are ongoing discussions with the sheriff, and I have high hopes that we can come to a good compromise can be had. The agenda item is to amend the approved budget. The sheriff's contract is not on the agenda, and we cannot discuss the sheriff's contract as it's not on tonight's agenda, but please um, feel free to speak onto the pool and the budget amendment itself. And for those who wish to speak, I appreciate your hearing from you. And uh, please try to keep your comments on the budget. So with that, I will see if my fellow council members have comments. Um, Mr. Mayor, if I, yeah, I'd be happy to start. Uh, first of all, I voted uh, no on the approval of the 2023-2024 fiscal budget for the city as well as our operational budget, uh, mainly because of the full-time recreation manager that was uh, earmarked. Uh, we're not in a position right now, uh, from, from my perspective, to uh, have or need a full-time recreation manager. A recreation manager has been doing a, an outstanding uh, job on a part-time basis. Uh, with that said, uh, I wholeheartedly uh, support the propose uh, the proposal, not only from a common sense approach, but also due to the potential of vastly increased costs related to the basic delivery of our uh, vital law enforcement services. Uh, we we made a promise uh, to the community. Uh, I was part of that promise, and I'm a man of my word, and will stick to that promise. Uh, there will be a a pool in Willows, but it's going to have to be delayed. 
for a short time. Uh, just from, as Mayor Thomas advised, just from an, an affordability and a common sense standpoint. Uh, with that said, additionally, we, we currently have an outstanding working relationship with the Willows Unified School District in reference to the public pool operations. And it has filled our pool void remarkably well, especially this past year, the service was completely seamless. And there is no reason why we can't continue that relationship for another swim season if we need to. But right now, because of our uh, negotiations with uh, contract law enforcement services, as a city council, uh, we have a duty and obligation to provide public safety services and effective public safety service to the city of Willows. That is our obligation by law. It's something we need to do. It's expensive. It's expensive for a reason, but costs have, uh, you know, look at, look at the inflation factors. Costs have gone up exponentially. So at this point, it would be absolutely financially irresponsible as a council for us not to uh, make some changes uh, within the budget. And I do agree with uh, the uh, uh, design contract for the, for the pool being uh, uh, tabled for this time uh, due to our, to our funding issues and also to defund the full-time recreation manager position and the children's librarian positions. Uh, I was in support of a full-time children's librarian position, and still am, but right now we just can't afford it. It's, it's a, we've got we've, we've to hammer out this contract first and move forward on that, and then we can see where we're at and address these issues in the future. But uh, I agree with uh, uh, all of the information in your uh, summary, Mr. Mayor, and I'll leave it at that. Thank you. I believe, Jody, if you could say, I think you have a grant that's going to fund. Yeah, Jody May is the library director. Um, between the $25,000 that was approved by the Board of Supervisors a couple of weeks ago and the 100000 that was approved this morning, um, partnership with the health department and um, in hammering out that partnership with the, uh, the staff with the health department, a lot of um, what we were discussing programs and education that we were doing was predicated on having a full-time children's librarian um, position. So they did include in the agreement um, up to $61,500 um, to facilitate the staff staffing for those programs and things. So that, that more than covers the approximately 35,000 that was needed for the full-time children's librarian position. So I would, I would strongly recommend not defunding that position at this time due to the fact that we do have more than enough funds to um, cover it with this agreement. No, very good. Thank, yeah, thank, thank you, Ms. Mary. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Jody. No, I, I, I'm all in favor <coughs> of funding it. If it's not going to cost city well, it's absolutely. Yeah, very good. Does that still need to be funded in the in the budget? If it's well, it coming from because, county funds, because it is a it is a city of Willows employee position, um, so we would actually um, basically we would mm -hmm. use the funds from the grant and the funds that we had that were general fund monies for the other half of the position could be reallocated somewhere else. So technically, yeah, it does need to still be in the budget okay. in order to fulfill the agreement and use the funds from the grant. Appreciate your being here today. Yeah, yeah Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, no, thank you, Joey. It's excellent information. And I do remember discussions about some funding, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't see that information in my, well, in my packet. So. You this morning, sir. Oh, very good, okay, yes. so, I, yes, all right, very. No, that's, that's excellent, uh, but, I, but I stand steadfast on the uh, recreation manager position. We don't need a full-time recreation manager. We can't afford one at this time. So thank you, Mr. Mayor. 
Yeah, I do. A um, couple of comments. First, I want everybody to understand that I was not on the council when this budget was adopted, but I have looked at it very closely and would have, when the opportunity comes, I might have some suggestions on the budget. One of the things I do want to point out, though, is that there's the three major sources of income for the city's general fund is property taxes, sales tax, and what's referred to as TOT tax, the temporary occupancy tax, or the transient occupancy tax that the hotels um, generate. So contrary to my good friend, the mayor, on re in potentially looking at a sales increase or sales tax increase to help stop gap or, or backfill our, our shortfall here, I'm gonna suggest that we really start focusing on those tax generating businesses that we can start getting more retail in, into town, that maybe we can get some more houses built on the vacant lots that are in town that would generate property taxes, would generate more citizens doing the shopping uh, in town and so on. Uh, and I would suggest that we look at some way to be able to help generate some more activity on our hotels. Now, fortunately, we do have a new big one coming in, so I think we can look forward to completion of that, of having more uh, TOT tax coming in. But again, my point is that um, as we go through this budget situation and whatnot, I think we need to look at more focus on generating businesses and more tax uh, generating businesses for us as opposed to raising a sales tax. But anyway, Having said that, the point that before us here, I don't see that you've got a point either. I, I would have liked to have seen the swimming pool uh, built or re redone, refurbished or whatever, but I'm in agreement with Mr. Hansen that our first and foremost and primary concern is public safety. And that's, that's the, one of the first legitimate purposes of government, especially at a local level. So I'm in support of what you want to do here, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Martin. Well, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Well, this is an emotional subject for me because as a novice city council person who uh, came to the seat with a lot of hopes and expectations and whatever, the pool became a, a, a mechanism or a, a mission of great importance to me. I have said many times and will always say that this purpose of government is to serve the public, that so much of what we do seems to serve the government, and yet I wanted so much to do something that the citizens of Willows, their children, their parents, and any age person can go to a city pool and, and enjoy it uh, as they have for decades in this city for, at that very pool. I understand the high school option, but it was a statement as much as anything about our ability to use the money you give us and the money that we get for you instead of the folks who work in the government. Now I know that's harsh, but I do know that the embedded salary, annual salary of the sheriff of the county of Glen is over $300,000. And if you get paid for 20 years and work for 40 years and you work for 20, the earning value of $300,000 in a given year is $600,000. So I, I have a little problem with that. I understand public safety, the need for police, for safety and concern, but I don't think there's an unlimited amount of resources that should be spent in that goal. So I'm disappointed in this entire dialogue about not doing this pool. The uh, Imagine Willows discussions that we had not only talked about building a pool for the people, the kids, the adults, it talked about an image of Willows 5, 10, 20 years down the road that would address the things that you speak to 
forest about having an economy wherein the revenue generated from that economy helped us pay these bills, including public safety. But the reality is for people to build a business and grow something here, they have to have a reason to do that. And we don't have that reason present. I wrote something about foot traffic. It's a, people, foot traffic creates business. People walking the streets stop in stores. People coming to the town, whether they're from tourists or whatever the reason, getting off the I-5 corridor, that's the revenue generating tool that creates the demand, that creates the, the need and the vision of other people to open a business to serve that demand. So the whole system is more complicated than just we need more business. It's very complicated, but it can be done. We are on the I-5 corridor. We do have options, but they're way outside the box. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to support this because I want to just say, to hell with it, I want the pool. If it can't pay for it, then take it out of the, oh, wait, I can't say that. We need the pool. We need to tell the citizens we're here for them. And, I, and I'm just, I'm, I can't do this. Uh, we, we have to have this pool. I'm going to get this pool one way or another. And if we have to go bankrupt to do it, then I guess we'll have to go bankrupt to do it. Say that a little bit louder, please. <laughs> I support I your effort. Thank you. Casey because would be do, proud of me. We do need the pool. I need, and you're right. It was a statement to say the council recognizes that we can deliver something for the citizens of Willows that they can see that's physical, it's tangible, it's, it's recreation, it's an opportunity. And I'm very disappointed in, in having to do this. Um, Unfortunately, I was, or fortunately, however you want to put that, elected to lead the city. And this was something that I saw that leadership had to step up and say, this is, this is what we have to do. Not that I want to, but this is what we have to do. So with that, I'll open it up to public comment. Mr. Mayor, Council. Mr. Vaden, you were the one who led us on this charge for the city pool, and we all appreciated that. Thought it was a done deal. Ms. Brown came and said, why are you even still talking about this? We've got the money. Mr. Hansen, I have to agree with you that some of this is irresponsible. What is irresponsible is $95,000 to send off to someone to tell us how many nuts and bolts and pieces of PVC pipe we need. We have told you so many times, there are two licensed contractors right here in Willows, Dennis Asbury, Ben Titus, who would do this for nothing. They don't want to do the job, but they will do this piece of it. Now that's not gonna uh, fix your budget, of almost a million dollars, but it's something to consider. Why, why pay this? to someone when you can be given it for free. I guess that's all I have to say. Can I comment? Uh, hey, uh, Dennis, were you and Ben willing to do this, like she said? I know you did, but I want him to say it. Thank you for your inquiry, uh, Vice Mayor Vaden. I've only done contracting I've only been a contractor and contracting 40 years Ben's been doing a few years shorter but between us you know we've got over 70 years 
putting together these bids. Not every project we bid on, oh, I know exactly what's got to be, but we know the people to go out and see that will tell us what we actually need, what it takes to make this fit together like a puzzle, and when the puzzle's put together, then we can take the package to a packager in our business, is what it's called, and they write the... Please keep your comments for the dais. So we, we could then, on the bigger projects, take them to a packager that actually draws them out and lines them out. I had real problems with this contract because when it says does not include, I found that to be true. That it does not include certain engineering, certain compaction tests. Please, one more. From the, from the podium only. That Ben and I can put together and we had, a, we had a guy that designs pools and repairs pools for other cities scheduled to come walk through us, with us with Mr. Pyatt. And then in the morning he showed up, we were locked out. We couldn't go in. We were told we can't go in there. We're not trustworthy. Uh, you know, we might get hurt. Um, this can be put together. I'm not going to say you might not need a packager, but you're talking maybe four or five thousand dollars instead of ninety-five. But it's it can be done, and there's people local that will do it. They don't have to come from L.A. If you look at the proposed costs he had, he was selling us a motor and pump for around ninety thousand dollars. He had a $27,000 delivery fee to get it here before he could put it in. Okay, You can buy that motor out of Granger, uh, an updated two-stage fancy motor for under $1,200. I don't know what the pump costs, but according to the city's own people, the pump wasn't bad. It's the motor. So. It was a bloated appraisal to start with. They did not list one item that they were going to use or propose to use. You know, the thing I like about what you're saying, Dennis, is your willingness for you and Ben to do this. I'm, I, this history about what happened is history. Can, if you can do it and the city can arrange to have them work on this in some fashion, is there a methodology that we could allow uh, uh, Dennis and Ben Titus to do this there there is a it's the bidding process and they would need to submit a, a response to the bid and Can they we, did not well I just want to remind the council this is public comment so oh <laughs> the engaging um, we really should save for another time but he certainly can engage the council outside of the public comment or uh, city staff yeah, the budget is the issue on the agenda which we're, oh, we're I understand to. that and I I am a hundred percent agreement as much as I want the pool it was a wasted ninety five thousand dollars so you know 
Ben or I, neither one, are not interested in bidding any of the project. But we know how to get the people that can do it for you to submit a bid. Thank you. Anyone else? with uh, Friends of the Library. <clears throat> About two months ago, the City Council, <clears throat> excuse me, the City Council voted three to one to approve taking the Children's Librarian from part-time to full-time. This is a calendar <clears throat> of the Children's Librarians, <clears throat> sorry, fighting a sore throat, calendar from June through September. I just thought it's important that the City Council see all of the activities on a weekly basis that the children's librarian is involved with and the friends of the library are patrons and many members of the community do support the full-time children's librarian and so i hope you stay with your original vote in supporting thank you thanks brian thank you Mr. Mayor, if I might make a comment in regard to this so that the audience understands what we're up against here. Uh, one of the mistakes, in my view, made maybe as much as 15 or 20 years is that the city has misused the sewer fund to the tune of somewhere north of three or $400,000 a year to provide general fund services. And as a result of looking into this a little bit deeper and as a result of the most recent rate study that we did and um, in 2021, it was agreed upon by the city to quit using those sewer funds for general fund purposes. So the point of that is that just over the last couple of years, the general fund activities that would be the swimming pool and other things, park maintenance, road maintenance and so on, has been diminished by maybe as much as six or $700,000 over a two year period of time because the city quit inappropriately using the sewer fund for general fund um, services. That is what has brought us to this particular situation on not having enough money to be able to do all the things that the city is obligated and wants to do. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, City Council. Um, what a predicament. This is my first thought on all of this. Um, I've been in all the meetings. I've done the Imagine Willows, the pool stuff. I've been involved with it from the start of it as well. And I do also clearly remember comment from the mayor or I'm sorry from the city manager it's a done thing don't worry about it. let's move on let's get on the next test I get things change things happen mr. Bodden spoke about foot traffic we need foot traffic that's how we start increasing revenue when we don't have the city pool a couple of things are gonna happen 
Peter to go to Orland, to Maxwell, to other places there we just lost more foot traffic, in turn cost us more revenue. The biggest problem that it's going to do, and again, I get it, the financial situation, if we don't have the money, then we need to figure something out. Because we have a lot of money that was promised by, you know, the county as such, as well if the city of Wills did their part. But the biggest problem out of anything is the trust you're going to lose of the people in the city. We we all went around and we told people they're going to do it. They're going to work hard to get it done. Everybody's on board. You know, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be done by this date. And then nothing happened. It's going to be done. It's going to be done. It's going to be done and nothing happened. And everybody in town, tons and tons of people, I shouldn't say everybody, the majority of people said they're never going to do it. They're going to screw us out of our pool one way or another. And you guys are going to be the ones who have to face and wonder, well, why don't our residents like us? Why don't they support us? Why don't they trust the city? So you need to think long and hard, again, about the consequences of not doing the pool, especially when you have other means to get people that are willing to help in multiple ways. You have grants coming in that are willing to help. You have county money that's willing to be pitched in. Again, it seems like a small percent for Willis to pay to do what they promise and make the citizens happy and stick to their word. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? City Council, my name is Evan Hudson, uh, city resident. Um, as a father of three, I try and pray towards my kids' needs and wants. They definitely need the first responders. They need public safety. The pool is a want. I think you guys are making the right choice and knocking this off the budget to make sure that we have that public safety standard met for the citizens of Willows. Once are a luxury item, needs are something we have to have. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Anyone else? I can't resist. My name is Sharon Ponciano, and I've been participating in efforts um, for years now with regard to public swimming in Willows. And I, I cannot blame anyone for putting fire and safety over a swimming pool. I mean, it's a no-brainer, and we get that. But I am reminded of the old saying, I asked a friend if she'd heard it. She never had. So I'm wondering if you've ever heard, you can't push on a rope. <laughs> and this is my feeling at this point, that I would like to know from y'all, how we can move forward. Okay, we'll agree. We have to have fire and safety. But we are so weary of the excuses. We are so weary of raising money, getting volunteers, having grant writers, having possibilities, but we cannot do it. It's not our, 
we don't own the property. It's the city's property. And we have to have collaboration to get grants. They're out there. It's possible. But we have not seen the will to work with us to make this happen. We need to see the will. We need to see the wanting to collaborate. Thank you. Anyone else? Hearing none, uh, pleasure of the council. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I'm wondering maybe city attorney can elaborate for us if we're, we can talk to staff about this, right? So the concept that was originally floated about doing this was a volunteer combination of volunteers, as, as was pointed out by Mr. Asbury, being able to help with a lot of the design and a lot of the work and, and so on, as opposed to this 94000 or $97,000 contract to have somebody else do it. How do we go back to that original concept of volunteerism, combination of grant writing and so on, and, and still satisfy what the concern is of public funds and, and public property and exposure and that type of thing? How do we get there from here? <laughs> that is a very big question, okay. Council Member Sprague. Um, I, I can't answer that right now or off the cuff, um, but certainly that's something that the council can revisit and put on the agenda. Uh, and um, perhaps there could be a committee formed. Um, I don't know if there was a, or there is a um, nonprofit or a committee formed with, with the public. It sounds like there might have been at some point uh, a group of volunteers in the, in the community. Um, that's certainly the, the beginning, I think. Um, as the council knows, local government has its hands tied with a lot of things, um, especially because it's city-owned property. Um, but a group of community or concerned citizens can um, gather and um, look for grants and can bring that information to the city, um, and then we can go from there. Um, as of right now, uh, I, I can't come up with a plan, um, if that's what you're asking. Right. But I think it certainly could be agendized and can start the ball rolling um, for community organization um, for the future, certainly. Okay. So, so we could schedule another meeting for more of a workshop. Let me... I'm sorry? Sounds like it's already going on. Yeah. yeah okay. If well, I may, uh, of, of the course. council, though, not of. Okay. Uh, we, well, uh, it sounds like it's ongoing no. for the community, but but what it but what the council can do is schedule it, uh, agendize it, and have that whoever is um, in the community can bring updates to the council during the meetings and and go from there. Okay, but I guess what I'm looking at, what I'm concerned about. Well, if I may interject, uh, Carolyn, uh, we, the Imagine Willows deal was discussed and we tried to structure, we were talking about it being a subcommittee or whatever for the council and then it became an ad hoc committee. So we did discuss how it could interface with the city council and staff. We think we have that in place 
and it was a group of men and women who you know, vi- you know, talked and visualized and had visions. We, we got $325,000 in other money, two, 300 from the county, which is, they say is 200, but it was really 325 from other sources and even more. <coughs> I mean, it would be really neat if we could walk out of here tonight and say, given the budget, but at the same time, we set in motion another mechanism for continuing forward. I'd really like to do that, whether it means we sick Dennis and, and, uh, and Mr. What, anyway, I know you ban on it so. um, unfortunately that's not agendized tonight so I, I know. can't Understood. recommend that the council do or take that action um, but you can agendize that for the next meeting um, what was agendized tonight was the amendment to the budget in regards Understood. to that one issue uh, and I think that I'll leave it that okay um, by the way imagine Willows meets the Monday before the City Council meetings we don't meet every Monday you guys meet somewhere else in something else okay it's it's the Monday before the City Council and it is going to resume even though Casey has moved on we'll be back in gear here on the 25th sorry commercial I, if I might finish what I, I might my thought process on this was what I understand that there was during this particular process that was started about six months ago, there was a concern about liability of using volunteers to be able to do what we were doing and having damage or somebody getting hurt on city property, et cetera, and avoiding the uh, uh, RFPs and that type of and thing. And I don't, I don't know. I wasn't part of that um, initial setup. I was not part, I wasn't here during that um, okay. ad hoc committee. My, so, may I ask then, maybe you research that and see how we come to this blend of city-owned property and volunteerism and that type of thing to be able to, to, to accomplish what these good people want to accomplish? I think what um, would need to happen is the council would need to agendize this issue for okay. the next meeting and then direct staff for that, yes. Okay. Let me ask you just another legal question here. A former colleague of mine works for the state now has started and started quite some time ago an organization um, uh, California consulting if I recall correctly and they go after grants and I did have some conversation with his staff in regard to parks and and that type of stuff they do go after grants for this very type of thing am I prohibited to continue to reach out to him and get some information from him in regard to that if they're a consulting company, yes, yes, California Consulting. That's who you they would, are. Yes, because there would likely need to be a contract with the city, um, and so we would need to go through the normal channels. There would need okay, to be so I would be prohibited if trying to get more information from him. Well, there would probably need to be an RFP um, if we were going to be in a contract with them, or if it's a professional service, you could ask staff to reach out to them to get information. Okay. That would be the appropriate right. method. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I will add that um, because this is on the uh, budget amendment, my effort to continue to see that we move through and get this pool built has not changed. We just need to find a way to get it done and pay for it. So. It's not normal that the mayor would make a motion, but I will make a motion that we amend our budget to um, remove the contract with Aquatic Design Group and the full-time recreation director from the current 
23-24 budget. Second the motion, Mr. Mayor. Can I just ask that we also be allowed to reallocate the funds from the children's library that was out of the children, out of the general fund? Because right now it's currently budgeted for general fund money, the other half. We're going to use grant money. I just want to make that clear that we're going <coughs> to move the general fund money from the children's librarian position and use grant money to fulfill the other half of the full-time position. So I would um, approve or I would uh, agree to make a friendly amendment to my motion. I don't think you have to. That's just managing the money. Why do you have to tell us that? It's allocations. Well, it's an allocation of funds, and you, you approved a budget with general fund money for, to fulfill the other half of that position, and I just want to make sure that it, there's a clear understanding with the council and the public. If, if Mr. Hansen's agreeable to my friendly amendment. Yes, yeah, okay. absolutely. Second the amendment. Yes, second. Any further discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Uh, before I vote, I want to qualify for these good folks. I'm, I'm going to vote yes for this, not because I want to, but I, at the same time, my commitment is I think we've got a better pathway to be able to accomplish what we want to do. That's a blend of the city and participation by good folks. So, but I am going to have to vote yes in favor of this particular motion. All those opposed? Aye. Me. Motion passes three to one. Item 8B, New City Planning Services Contract. Good evening, Mayor, Vice Mayor, and Council Members. Um, the item that's before you is to consider a um, new contract for planning services um, and approve a bid award for those services with LACO Associates, replacing Will Dan's planning services contract. As, as you know, Will Dan um, tendered their 15-day termination notice um, two weeks ago today. In fact, today literally was their last day. Um, and the principal planner, Karen Mantelli, who served for the city as the contract planner, was here for 17 years. Um, 14 of those years were with Wildan, and three years were with P another contract firm called PMC. Um, and so we, last year, their um, Wildan's three-year contract was going to be up in December of 2022, the prior council decided to extend the contract for one year and allow any new council coming in to make a decision about what would be done with the Wildan contract, whether it would be extended again or we do another RFP. Earlier in the spring, I tapped the council for um, direction and uh, it was decided to move forward with an RFP process and a bid process. We went forward with that in preparation for their December 31st, uh, 2023 um, expiration date on their contract. And um, Will Dam was aware of that and made a decision not to apply for and, and submit a proposal um, and decided also not to wait until the end of their term and, as I said, tendered their 15-day resignation termination notice. Um, so we, the bids that we received, we received those back in August. We got four proposals from LACO Associates, Four Leaf, Harrison Associates, and um, Morley Planning and Entitlements. Um, we went through a review process, uh, interviews, as mentioned in the staff report. Um, Mayor Thomas participated in two of those interviews last week, and the recommendation is for LACO and Associates. I think it was the, um, everyone agreed it was the best match in terms of uh, high-quality customer service and 
the ability to have a person in the office here at least one day a week, which I, I believe was a, a priority of the council to have um, somebody here at least one day a week physically. I have to say it wasn't easy to find a firm that was willing to do that. Um, we really only had two concrete firms. The other two, um, it was sort of maybe in the future, kind of down the road. So, um, and we did get a lot of questions from a lot of other firms who did not apply because we were pretty firm about the one, at least one day a week in the office and they wanted to work 100% remotely. So um, we're really fortunate to have four proposals. And again, um, the recommendation of the staff and I believe Mayor Thomas can speak for himself is to move forward with Laco and Associates. That concludes my presentation unless you have questions for me. Laco um, is actually, the president is based in Chico and uh, they have an individual that was on, on the Zoom call that would be the one that was working in-house. Um, he actually comes from Lake County, I believe, and he's been currently serving in Lake County with similar size communities. And so one of the things that uh, I made sure that we inquired was their ability to, to meet the needs of the people at the counter and to listen and understand what they what's asked of them and not just to look at the whole project, if you will. So um, Myron Turner was the gentleman that they said that they would be the project manager. Um, and so it was, uh, they were my favored um, contract bidder. And then you checked and John checked uh, recommendations. That and is I had correct. not heard the response on the recommendations other than they were favorable. Well, um, as you are aware, this is a bit of a race to the finish line with the 15-day termination notice with projects sitting in former principal planner Karen Mattelli's office. So um, we had to move pretty quickly. We were not planning to move as quickly because we thought we had till December 31st, but once we got the notification, you know, we promptly moved forward with the interviews and the reference check. Um, we only received one reference back in time um, and it was positive from, uh, for this particular firm. Um, but we only had, you know, 72 hours, really business days to get a response. Um, that said, if you do move forward and approve the contract, Byron is being, will be in the office tomorrow morning at 10 AM. So at least it shows, you know, enthusiasm for, um, being the city's next contract planner. I think that's, pretty fast turnaround. We made it pretty clear in all the interviews that we need somebody now. Apologize so they, they're responsive. The, I apologize to the fellow council members based on the uh, timing of getting this information to you. I know it's, it's kind of 11th hour, um, but we were, we ended up with a Well, the next contract will be a 30 day termination notice because 15 days is just way too short. <laughs> it was, um, we kind of got stuck. Uh, we, um, Will Dan pretty much knew that uh, there was a change in the wind and uh, opted not to renew the contract. And so when they found another position for Karen to take, that's when they gave their notice. Mr. Mayor, I've got some comments, if I might. Please. First off, I am, I understand that this kind of got dropped on us. Um, let me ask, if I'm not mistaken, we're up to date on our general plan, our housing element, a few of those other things. 
Correct. If I'm understanding correctly as well, some of the things that we had immediately pending, such as the hotel and Jack in the Box and so on, those are on online now. Those are ready to go. The Basin Street project has uh, got an approved tentative map that could move forward on if we had an application for it and that type of thing. I'm looking if if we have an immediate situation that gosh we're going to hold up a five-star hotel that doesn't go through the process or a restaurant or another business or whatever i just don't see that being on the on the front burner at this point in time the point i'm getting at is that not having a chance just got this tonight to be able to review it i don't see or know what the costs are associated with this but one of the things that i want to go back to what brought me back to willows back in 1989 was and have having built up here in the 70s and got acquainted with people and so on one of the things that i liked about willows in 1989 was that we had a local city attorney no no reflection on the current city attorney at all but a local city attorney our building official was local. Our planner was local. Everybody was local. Everybody was here local. And that made it very workable from my perspective. You, you would see the people that you have to work with to do in business. You would see them at the football games on a Friday night, church on Sunday morning, restaurant on, on Friday nights, and, and so on. The point I'm getting at is, if my perspective here, and I talked to, and I believe you did too, uh, Mr. Mayor, Marty Thomas, who is a planner for this, the county, and has a beautiful big office right up here next to Ace Hardware. At least for an interim, could we not look at their um, ability to fill the gap, giving us a little bit more time to take a look at this, this kind of a planning situation? I like the idea of having a planner here almost full-time. If we had a local planner working with the county, for all intents and purposes, we would have a planner available to us by just sending them up to, to Hama Street, at the, whatever their address is, and that type of thing. I would propose that we look at that first before we even, even though they're more local, and I agree, I'd rather work with somebody from Chico than Anaheim, um, but nevertheless, it seems to me, and especially given our budget crisis and given the fact that we don't have people lined up from here to Sacramento to come and start developing here, it seems like for an interim at least we could work more economically with, with our local, local planning commissioner, uh, planning director that works for the county. I would suggest that as an alternative, gentlemen. I did have lunch with uh, Marty uh -huh. and um, I got the impression they were a little bit hesitant um, based on he would say well we'd have to go look at it and review it and the other things the concern would be uh, I didn't ask him about it interim did you I did and what is his response his response to that if he had some sort of very clear what we wanted at this point in time that he could then take it to the Board of Supervisors or the County CAO that he would certainly entertain that if we were very clear on what we wanted him to provide and what kind of a time frame that we would be looking at. I did mention to Mr. Thomas that um, not intended to be 
a slight of him, but our efforts with the county has been not necessarily positive. Mm. So, um, diff different department, different, different department, different head. And and uh, we had good relationships with the sheriff until that sheriff changed too. So, mm. um, that's that's the question. But it, it but the first place I went was to see if that was an option. And um, I didn't I didn't get a warm fuzzy that that was going to be an option going forward. But I didn't get a negative. Um, I had good history when I was on the board of supervisors. He was a planner at that time, not the department head. But I had some good history with Marty. Uh, so maybe it could have been some past rapport or whatever that we built. But I, I, I came away with there was an opportunity possibly here. So I guess unless there's an immediate, immediate need to pass this tonight, I would suggest that we, we look at another alternative unless there's... Well, if I could comment on that. So I would agree with the mayor that, um, you know, the county has their own priorities and city services aren't their priorities. And my experience so far since I've been here has been not the best in terms of customer service. Um, that's one thing I would say. The other thing I would say is I am your current interim community development director over planning, building and code enforcement in addition to fulfilling finance department duties right now in addition to my own job. So what I would say is, is that if we hire an interim, say it's the county, I will have to have a lot more involvement with that person to do some of the what I call kind of the coordinating and connective tissue with them in addition to what I already have to do in finance right now which is a pretty heavy lift and what's appealing about LACO is they want to come in tomorrow morning and hit the ground running and they're going to be operating and up and running and ready to take off everything that is remaining to do that you know Karen left everything very well organized for somebody to come in and pick things up and we really need that right now for services in the city with two vacancies in the finance department even if one of them is temporary and um, and a community development director position that's vacant I, I mean having more interims um, you know just puts a lot of pressure on the city because there's nobody here to provide that support other than mostly me and the city clerk so, you know, because everybody else already has their other jobs, right? So I just, I would, I mean, I don't really know how that's going to work with the county if I'm going to have to run planning permits over to them. And then for how long? We're going to do it as an interim and then I'm going to bring somebody else new and then we're going to get them up to speed in what, two or three or four months? I, I just, yeah, I, I would have to say that that's not, um, you know, a recommendation that I would support. Okay. Let me ask you this then. Do we know what for... Um until we have a pass-through account set up, what was our normal cost associated with Karen Mantelli being on board, independent of the pass-through account stuff that the applicants her, paid? For? Her hourly rate is $117 an hour. 117 and I haven't As a looked principal at this. Planner, what, what are we looking at in here? The principal planner rate for Lake goes 195 195 So we're going up substantially on a... And do we have an estimated number of hours that you would, if we could go back and look at how many hours we paid Karen Mantelli for general fund expenses, not the pass-through accounts, but the general fund expenses? I don't know that off the top we of my head. Know I know what's budgeted for professional services is around 100, I believe it's in here, around 160,000 for this fiscal year. 
for professional services in the planning division, which includes her contract. Okay, and given the budget situation that we're dealing with, that concerns me as well. Might I make a suggestion that we could, today is Tuesday, could we hold a special meeting on Thursday to be able to do a little bit? We just got this. I, I did, anyway, just this afternoon. Did any of you gentlemen see this before this? I got it as an attachment to an email. You got it what? Yep. Four, there were four of these attached to an email. The council did, was sent um, at the request of the mayor all four proposals, I believe, yesterday morning. It was before that. Uh, it was, didn't hit mine. Sorry? And I was in Sacramento. Was at least a few days ago. Two or three days. Okay, it was two or three days ago. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway. Say that again. We, we received an email from city manager, I don't know, two or three days ago at least. Least. With the, of this? All four proposals. The proposals. Were were sent at the request of the mayor to all the council. Yes, Didn't hit email. my inbox. This is the first time when, when I got, got here from Sacramento, then I was presented this by Amos. This is the first time I see it. Didn't hit my inbox. I'll have okay. to look into it. I, right. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Council? Uh, yeah, Mr. Mayor, I, you know, I've I as well. I, I have an excellent relationship with Marty Thomas, and he's an outstanding man, does excellent work. I think a lot of him. I saw him after I left a, an afternoon meeting today in his office. I ran into him, and, uh, and uh, I would have liked to have spoken with him about, you know, something along these lines. However, he told me he'd already talked to two city council members, so we were not going to have a conversation. <laughs> so we did not have a conversation other than I and by. But uh, unfortunately, uh, with uh, the same department in the county uh, within the last year or two, we, we did not have uh, uh, a very amicable uh, relationship. Uh, those services, uh, Rick alluded earlier, uh, mentioned that you know, we've had some issues with the county. I hate to say that, but I mean, we, we did have some some building and code enforcement issues with the county under contract after we after a retirement, you know, in house, and uh, it did not work well. It, it caused significant uh, internal issues with staff. So at this at this point, I I I am in favor of uh, approving uh, the contract for planning services tonight based on the mayor's recommendation, city manager's recommendation, and our city engineer John Wanger's recommendation. And John has a. A wealth of experience and has worked with uh, a number of these companies uh, uh, up and down the state on a number of projects and I, I value his opinion greatly and and this firm Aleko Associates uh, uh, came with John's blessing uh, Marty yes I, that's correct I'm correct mm -hmm. that was my understanding and that it was good, a unanimous agreement you know and that's uh, that's good enough for me I it's interesting the fact that uh, you know planning services Karen for 17 years uh, was in the office at least one day a week, uh, one to two days a week, two Twice. days a week most of the time, and uh, uh, worked hard and diligent, and uh, you know a number of projects always going, and just just always busy, and, and produced an enormous amount of work. Uh, but uh, having uh, you know uh, Marty indicated that this firm will have their representative here tomorrow. I mean that's a that's a plus, that's a plus, that's a positive, and that's something we need. So I'm in favor of. Uh, uh, for now, uh, approving this contract, and if you know, with uh, with Marty Thomas's shop at uh, Community Development and Planning, if we can 
you know, down the road if, if uh, we desire to uh, go in another direction, we always can. But I'm in favor of supporting this based on the recommendations from uh, the mayor, the city manager, and our city engineer at this time. Thank you. My turn? Yes. Uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, I too am in favor of this at this time for a, a number of reasons. One, I had an opportunity to do some research on this one, and I'm familiar with the city of Calistoga, which has had a lot of activity with this company, and they spoke highly of the work and the interaction. I do understand the time element here, but I actually have a sense about the way government works and how they are able to defer and delay and never make decisions. Decision-making comes with a certain level of risk. In my world, we make decisions all the time with an element of risk. I don't think there's a lot of risk here. I do know that there is a cancel clause if we don't like it somewhere down the road. I think uh, Gary spoke well about the options for looking at the county. I do think that, that we should consider our past interactions with the county and that they have other priorities and whereas these people would place us i presume at the highest level of priority the only thing i'd like to see is a not to exceed in this deal and if there's a way to get a not to exceed then perhaps the 195 versus the 120 that karen had and i and will then i had many many people they delayed the projects they sent them back over and over and they did all these things that were in the counter work, no offense, that was criticized a lot. I'm just looking forward to a bright, committed company to City of Willows and our growth and development by passing these permits, getting negative decks and getting the work done so we can do that thing about creating revenue generating assets within the city limits. My final question would be, um, do you have any sense of what the duration would be? Typically, we were talking, did we talk about year, two years? No, but Will Dan's last contract before this one-year extension was three years, and I would suggest another three-year contract with a clause of a 30-day mutual termination agreement in it so that either party with 30 days' notice could terminate. Okay. That would be my recommendation. Pleasure to the council. Oh, yes, yes, I am. I apologize. I Sometimes get sideways. Yeah. So public comment. Good evening. My name is Jeff Williams, as you well know. Um, one of the things that concerns me is this. I got the email from Amos. Thank you very much, Amos. At 1134 AM this morning, uh, which is six and a half hours you know, before today's meeting. It's 60 pages long. I went through and looked at some of the numbers and things like that. You know, this almost has the same feeling as the MBS rate study and everything else. It's dumped in your lap. Oh, we've got a fire. I like Mr. Sprague's, you know, suggestion that we check the county. Um, you know, I would be concerned with making statements about uh, problems that we've had with the county if you haven't had that problem directly with them because sometimes people will perceive a problem based off somebody else's opinion you know uh, I know that there was comments about the sheriff change uh, that doesn't bring goodwill between the two of us very small county we got to work together so I would be cautious about slamming our county brothers and sisters but I would recommend you know, put pause on this. Um, I am concerned that uh, Council Member Sprague didn't get this information. 
So I would uh, postpone this vote. Thank you. Anyone else? Mr. Mayor and Council, we have been given a wonderful opportunity. Will Dan has kept us down and in a hole for 14 years. You come in and bring an engineered set of plans, that'll be $1,200 pass through. And I'm going to send that down to Will Dan. Okay. There is nothing on those plans Will Dan can change. There is not an engineer in the state of California or in the United States that can change anything on another engineer's plans. The very most they could do is write him a note that, would you please recheck this quadrant or this portion of your plan? Okay? I worked with Marty Thomas when he was in Red Buff uh, for a lot of years. Uh, he is a very good person. We don't know what Will Dan was costing us because we asked. I believe it was at the June or July meeting when we were going over the budget, is Karen paid out of the pass-through money or is Karen paid out of, well, I don't know, but we'll get back to you, okay? Nobody got back to you. We asked at a meeting two months ago, or I mean, excuse me, last month's meeting, what was the $10,000 reversal on the budget transfer uh, register? We submitted a records request. Nobody got back to us. So we had $10,000 floating back and forth. We're not even sure what it was. We don't know what Will Dan was costing us compared com with the information we've got or requested and received. You know, I have no doubt that this group is an excellent group. We have heard no complaints on them in many years. And I work in Marysville, I work in Yuba City, I work in Lakeport, I work in Red Bluff, I work in Chico. We've had no complaints on them. And yes, I'll send you a guy tomorrow at $1,000 a day. I'd be damn glad to do it. Because in our town, there's not that much to do. You know? so. We have been given a golden opportunity to possibly talk with Marty Thomas, see if we could work something out in the interim till we find out maybe for the amount of money we're paying, we could hire our own planner and have them five days a week or four days a week for the same money. You know, we just heard that the, the average salary is $80,000. $150,000 won't buy you a planner? You know, we, we've got a golden opportunity here to look into it and to try and get our city turned around and headed the right direction. Worst case scenario is this group would still be glad to send a guy over for $1,000 a day. Mr. Mayor. If I may, this may not be uh, the opportune time, but could we take a five-minute recess? I think that would be appropriate. Yeah, thank you. We'll take a five-minute break. Thank you. Thank you, sir.
we'll reconvene from our recess. Uh, the issue is 8B, Planning Services Contract. Is there any further public comment? Pleasure of the Council. Mr. Mayor, I move that we approve the bid award for contract planning services with LACO Associates replacing Wildan's planning services contract. Uh, since there is, and it was a good, good question, Rick, in reference to the, the uh, contract uh, length, and that was asked earlier, uh, I would like to stipulate uh, for a one-year contract at this time and to review uh, from there. Okay, it's a resolution, so I need you to. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I knew that. I knew that. On the back. Yeah. There it is. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Move that the resolution entitled a resolution of the City Council of the City of Willows awarding a contract for comprehensive professional planning services to LACO Associates and directing the city manager to negotiate final terms, duration, and conditions of the agreement uh, be, adopted, be adopted with the stipulation of a 12-month uh, contract. Do I have a second? Second based on the addition of a not to exceed. Would you accept that? We have a line item, a budget line item. Planning. Yeah, I was going to say that there's already a line item for um, planning contract in yeah. the budget that's already been approved. So that is the not to exceed. Yeah. Okay. Approved budget, budget line item. We did it the same way for Andy's contract as well. Okay, so you're approving it as motion by Hanson? One year. With one year? Yeah. Okay. Um, roll call. Uh, Councilmember Hanson? Aye. Councilmember Sprague? I'm not in the habit of voting for or against something that I haven't studied, so I'll abstain. Thank you. Vice Mayor Bodden? Aye. Uh, Mayor Thomas? Aye. Uh, the motion passes with three ayes and one abstention. Thank you. Item 8C, City Civic Center Air Conditioning Unit Replacement. Marty Brown. Um, so the recommendation to, is pr to approve a resolution authorizing the city manager to execute an agreement with North State Air Conditioning for 15000 to replace one of the HVAC units on the roof of City Hall, which has completely stopped uh, working, and to establish an overall budget for the project not to exceed 16500 um, The city engineer, well, in, in mid-August of 2023, that the unit in the back of the building completely stopped working. We had it. Um, investigated to see if we could repair the existing unit and really didn't make sense um, because it is from 1984 so we've gotten plenty of life out of it and um, the repair person who looked at it said that we'd have to look at possibly getting parts from New York and or on the eastern seaboard and there was no guarantee that we'd be able to find them because the unit is so old and in the end, the cost to potentially maybe repair it was going to be almost as much as this unit. So um, the city engineer went out for bi out to bid and got two bids back. And as you can see, they're 
very close, um, ranging in price from $15,000 to $16,810. And as is required under the code and state law, we're recommending that you um, approve the resolution authorizing me uh, to go ahead and execute an agreement with North State um, for the lowest responsible bidder, which was $15,000. Um, and that pretty much concludes the presentation, unless you have any questions for me. And I do want to just mention that um, the city engineer is on vacation. Otherwise, he would be presenting this because he did do all the work and he did write the staff report as well. So this is the unit in the back of the building? Correct. It covers administration and finance. And it's okay. warm back there. It was the warm <laughs> when I'm sitting in the council's office. Pleasure of the council? Yeah, Mr. Mayor. No, it's uh, it, when uh, Marty, our city manager, Marty Brown, mentioned that that uh, AC unit's been in been in service since 1984. That makes more sense because I did read somewhere um, uh, in excess of 20 years in the staff report. But yeah, it's uh, almost 40 years, so it served us well. And I know it's it's been extremely problematic, and it's been very <coughs> hot in the offices. And it's just time. It's tired, and it's time. Uh, just wanted to say the $15,000 replacement cost uh, from my perspective is a good price. Uh, North State Air Conditioning, Russell Morgan, he's been in the business 40 years plus. Uh, I've done a lot of business with him. He, he, it's a, he's a good man, does excellent HVAC work. And as we know, our, our friend and uh, former fire captain Skip Sykes is his right-hand man, and Skip's been on this roof, I don't know, probably 100 times. <laughs> Uh, he crawling under keep, the table, keeping these uh, keeping these uh, these units uh, working. So I mean, this is just something. And he's actually the one who told us we'd have to go to New York to get parts. Yep. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's something that needs to be done. That's all. I, I just wanted to say all that, Mr. Mayor. So I I am in uh, complete agreement of moving forward this matter tonight. Thank you. I have a question, Mr. Mayor. Certainly. The funding sources you identify here on page, well, second page says general fund and enterprise monies, inter enterprise fund monies. It, from what I understand, we have two enterprise funds, the sewer fund and the water fund. How are we making a connection to either one of those to take money from either one of those funds for this? Well, um, it covers administration and finance and the people that work in that part of the building all work on both enterprise funds actually. And the water enterprise fund, I should have been clear. Uh, I wouldn't bother with that. There's so little money in it, and it actually runs in an operating deficit, which is, you know, we use to operate it. We have to use some general fund money, so that wouldn't make any sense. I was, I intended it to be the sewage enterprise fund. If from the enterprise fund from water or from sewer? Maybe sewer I from, sewer. from sewer. Yeah, because the water runs in an operating deficit, so there's no money there. Okay, that's what I didn't understand you. Okay. My, my concern here is that, number one, is unless you can identify specifically something else, the law specifically says that a portion of, of the sewer enterprise fund can be used for general administration and so on. That's it. Now, last year, if I recall correctly, in the budget, it was somewhere north of $145,000, $150,000 that was taken from the budget then and moved into general fund. It seems to me that that money then 
doesn't need to be double dipped out of this, that it was already taken out of the sewer fund, put into the general fund, and that you could, this could use, be 100% general fund money and not have to hit the, the, the sewer fund again. Well, I, I don't know what the 145000 was off the top of my head. I'm not sure what we're talking about with that um, other money. So we'd have to, because that might have been earmarked for something else. I mean, I just, without more detail, I don't know in, what exactly. In the sewer fund uh, budget, in the budget itself, you have a line item of $145,000 last year for, for general overhead in the, for the sewer fund that was put and transferred into the general fund. So overhead often means salaries and benefits of the people that work Gen in those funds. General fund, whatever, right. But so so um, what I'm telling you is without further investigation, there's a high probability that transfer of funds was meant for salaries and benefits of the people that work related to the enterprise fund, not for specific things. Because we wouldn't have possibly known that this was going to happen and the AC unit would break down. Um, it's pretty standard to uh, do a cost allocation and share a portion of the cost between, which I haven't done that cost allocation yet. My intention is to do that. This has all happened fairly quickly. Okay. I'd be talking to the city engineer and Andy Heath, our finance consultant, to figure out what should be the appropriate cost allocation. But um, whatever was transferred via the budget didn't include for this expense, because this is an unexpected ex expense. Okay, but you already identified that because it is staff that deals with the budget and finance, et cetera, et cetera, that obviously their general fund uh, activity includes whatever they do for the sewer fund. How much, how much of it is you're taking out of the sewer fund for this particular item? Well, as I just said, I'd I'm going to be working with, I would be, if the council approves it, I would work with the city engineer and our finance consultant to develop a cost allocation about what makes sense in terms of allocating a percentage of general fund and sewage enterprise fund to this purchase. Basically, we're covering office space for the people working on the finance department as well as the sewer fund. Well, it's the finance department administration because we right. all three of the people that work in that area in particular of the city, we all touch the sewage and everything. We touch everything in the city. So. Okay. Um, and that's the point I'm making is that you've already allocated a certain portion out of the sewer fund to go into the general fund for those types of things associated. No, it's for salaries and benefits of the people that um, we do a cost allocation of salaries and benefits of the people that touch the enterprise fund, including my position, finance position, the maintenance workers, not for things that are capital projects like this. Okay, so there is no nexus between the sewer fund and the air conditioning. It's, it's a use of an air conditioner that people who touch the enterprise fund work in that space. So we can actually, I mean, the council can decide not to do that. We can use all general fund money if you want. It's a recommendation, Council Member Sprague. So if you don't want to use any sewage enterprise fund to, um, for a portion of the cost for the air conditioning unit, we don't have to do that. Okay. It's a recommendation because we can do it. And we have an operating deficit, as we all know, in the general fund. So it was just a recommendation, but if you don't want to do it, it's okay. I'm done. Um,
can't go without air conditioning, can't go without or heat. heat. <laughs> so um, this is also a resolution. Is it, is it not? Is yes, it is. Mr. Mayor, I move that the resolution entitled a resolution of the City Council of the City of Willow, State of California, authorizing the city manager to execute a contract with North State Air Conditioning for the replacement of one of the HVAC units at City Hall and approve an overall budget for the project to be adopted. Second. I have a motion to approve the purchase of the air conditioning unit from Council Member Hansen, seconded by Council Member Bodden. Friend friendly amendment that all the money comes from the general fund in my view that we've already taken money out of the sewer fund to fund general fund activity whether it's part of the air conditioning replacement staff uh, salaries or whatever that money has already been taken out of the sewer fund for and identified specifically for general fund purposes Never making the motion do you have amended to make a general fund only my motion stands as I stated. I don't remember how this goes now. Um, so, um, you vote. The motioner did not um, approve your friendly amendment. I could then offer a. Um, now I don't want to get into Brown Act maneuvers and that type of stuff. So that's fine. You have an input on this. Yes. I could offer a substitute motion is Proce what I'm suggesting. Procedurally, you need, yes. If there's only one motion on the table and there's a second, then you'd need to vote on the first motion. If there's a second motion, then we need to take the second motion first. Substitute. Uh, I'll substitute. Um, but there'll be two motions. I don't, I don't, it sounds like there's only there's one, one motion. motion. One motion on the floor. It hasn't been we seconded. We have a motion yet. on the floor and a second. And a second. It yes. was seconded. Yes. Okay. I'm and I can first. offer a substitute motion you at can. the same time to be considered both at the same time. Yes, you can. Yes. Yes. And that's what I do. So my, okay. my, my motion then is to go ahead and approve this, but that the funding comes from 100% from the general fund and not from the sewer fund. And then that would need to be seconded. <clears throat> well, it's something I hadn't run into, so I've got my protocol handbook. <laughs> and my uh, rules, Rosenberg's rules. Uh, I seconded Gary's motion, 17. but I don't really care where the money comes from. So can I second his motion too? <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. I don't. It gets them both on the floor at the same time. If you, if you, Vice Mayor, if you want to second. I don't care where the money motion, comes yes, from. Then 15 grand? Are you kidding me? We're talking probably 10 or 20 percent of that is all. Yeah. Exactly. It's an on-issue. Exactly. It, it is an on-issue as far as I'm concerned. We need, we need an HVAC unit in the building to replace a 39-year-old unit. We I don't disagree at all I don't disagree with that at all. Okay. So, no. you just need so we have a motion on the floor from Councilmember Sprague. Do we have a second to that motion? I thought David did. He well, thought I'm not, about I, it. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Gary's pretty passionate about this. Okay, I'll second it. But I'll okay, so we have motion on the floor to approve as presented, and a motion to approve with it all coming from the 
General Fund. General Fund. So the vote should proceed on the first of the uh, first on the last motion that is made. Yes. So you'll proceed on Councilmember Sprague's motion first. Yes. And vote on that first, and then on Councilmember Hansen's motion right. last. So roll call vote on motion to approve the installation of the air conditioning unit with the funds all coming from the general fund. Uh, Councilmember Hansen. Nay. Councilmember Sprague. Yes. Vice Mayor Vaden. Yes. Mayor Thomas. No. That's a uh, two two. Next. 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 Next, next, next item. Next we action. have a motion on the floor to approve the purchase of the HVAC unit as presented. Okay. Roll call vote. Councilmember Hansen. Aye. Councilmember Sprague. No, not because I'm against the replacing of the air condition. At some time we have to stop taking general fund and paying for general fund services out of the sewer fund. So I'm a no vote. Uh, Vice Mayor Vaden. Yes. Mayor Thomas. Yes. Uh, that motion passes three to one. City Council vacancy and appointment process. Marty Brown. Um, yes. <laughs> Sorry, taking some notes there. Um, so I think we're familiar with this process, actually. <laughs> Very much so. We just did it recently. Um, so uh, there's a, too many days before the next election, and so I believe it's 140 or less, and we have more than that. Um, and so the council does need to appoint um, within 60 days, just as the last appointment of Councilmember Sprague. And the options that are before you for the appointment process are to accept nominations and appoint a nominee, appoint an applicant from the previous round of applications, which was in July of 23, appoint the next highest vote getter from the last election of November 22, invite applications from those who ran for council seats in the last election appoint, appointment process, and initiate an open call for applications to all eligible and interested parties and appoint an applicant. And um, the proposed timeline was to start the process um, depending, you know, if it ends up being another call for applications <coughs> as was done last time, the process would look like starting um, effective immediately tomorrow for a two-week period and then bringing back to the council on October 10th um, a review of applications and considering uh, interviews and then looking at um, conducting interviews and discuss applicants and appoint a preferred applicant at a special meeting on October 17th um, and then a swearing-in on October 24th. That would be if you um, chose the appointment process, in particular the last bullet in your staff report about initiating, initiating an open call for applications. And the other um, options, of course, could provide for a more expedited schedule if that interests the council. That concludes my presentation. Thank you. Uh, we have uh, the applicant, one of the other applicants that was from the previous round of applications, Evan Hudson. Are you interested in filling that position? Yes. It would be my recommendation to the council that we accept his application and 
move towards appointment. Mr. Mayor, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Evan uh, applied, uh, was interviewed, uh, did well. He's uh, an engaged, active member of this community. He uh, uh, owns a local business, a very successful business. He's also honorably serving as a captain with the Willows Fire Department. Uh, he comes with no hidden agenda. He's only, in my mind, his only uh, uh, viewpoint is to make Willows a better place for him and his family and for the citizens of this city. I wholeheartedly uh, agree to uh, point Evan. And uh, just over a month ago, we went through this process, and there's absolutely no, and with a very qualified applicant who's here tonight, and I see no reason moving forward with that recommendation. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Other members? I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a comment, and this is not be reflective of, of Evan. <clears throat> um, I had several people come to me when I applied and so on, specifically telling me that had I not applied, they would have liked to have applied. What? They would have applied had I not applied. So they were in support of me being on board and whatnot, but they likewise saw that there needed to be a refreshing of um, the council and some new people being put on it. And again, this is not to suggest that Evan is not qualified and not willing to be able to do it. What I am suggesting though, that if my candidacy somewhat cleared the playing field from other people that may have wanted to be on, I'm gonna suggest that we open it up and advertise again and solicit and saying we still have a position or have another position and allow some of those other people that I may have kept away, not because they were in opposition to me, but because they, 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 they wanted me to be on. So I would, I would say that we go back, open it up, and allow other applications to come in. And again, Evan, not a, not a despairing remark about you wanting to be able to do it. I just think that we need to open it up again to the general public. Thank you. Uh, it, may I ask Evan a question? You certainly may. Evan, if we, we did it that way, would you apply? Thank you. Comments from the public? Obviously, this is about whether or not you guys want to play me. And I do agree with Forrest that if there are other applicants that are more than willing to want to sit at the at the head table, more the merrier. Yeah. Uh, but I did come here tonight to show that I was still interested, that my application was not a one-and-done deal, and that I am still here and willing to be a participating member of this city. So um, I'll leave it up to you guys to make your decision, but I just want to let you know that I do have this town at the heart of all my decisions. So thank you guys. Well Anyone stated. else? In the public. Name is Monty Carter. I've been here 23 years. I suppose I'm still an immigrant. Anyway, uh, had it not been for for Sprague, bringing a lot of information to this community that wouldn't be available. He has many publications in the mirror. Each one of them is refers back to a book, page, and paragraph. It's all a matter of fact. 
a lot of people in this room would not be aware of many things were it not for spray. And I'm not happy about the sewer fine yet. I put that on my check when I sent it in that it was a protest. There's a lot of things that should not have ever happened here. Shame to some people. Thank you. Anyone else? Pleasure of the council. Would seem to me that since Evan is willing to continue forward by applying, that the opening the door for other opportunities is just good business, good transparency, good community outreach. I mean, certainly we have a good exposure to you and it, and to your commitment, but I don't see any downside to seeing if there are others. Maybe we can recruit them when the next person resigns. I didn't say that. <laughs> Better not be you. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mr. Mayor. I <clears throat> I'll reiterate my uh, my position here. Uh, Evan has already been through the application interview process. Uh, he's willing to accept the position. We interviewed just over you know, what, what, six weeks ago or whatever it was. It hasn't been very long. It was uh, the 11th of July. 11th of July. Okay. <laughs> no. There we are. So. <laughs> two months, two months, two months ago. I, you know, anybody could have applied uh, at that time. I, I, you know, anybody could have, could have applied those individuals, whoever they are, did not apply. Uh, that's the way it is. I, I recommend moving forward uh, and uh, uh, moving forward and appointing Evan to the position. Uh, I see no reason duplicating the process and uh, just kicking this can down the road a couple of months uh, uh, until we move forward. I just, I, 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 think it's, I think it's a waste of time. I see no need for it. Those individuals, whoever they are, uh, if they exist, could have applied before, and they did not. Evan did. Interviewed, he's here. He's an engaged member of the community, successful business operator raising his family here. He's from here. He's not going anywhere. He's staying here is the best interest in the, of the community in his mind. And that's why he's here tonight. So why reinvent the wheel here? We have, we, have, we have a perfect candidate sitting right here in the audience tonight. Is that your motion? Well, actually, the, the discussion is over the process. So I'll defer to our counselor. So yes. Um you can make a motion to uh, <clears throat> appoint the applicant from the previous list, which would be okay. Mr. Hudson, um, and we could put it on for the next agenda if that's what your motion would want to be. Okay, very good. Thank, thank you, Councilor. Okay, if I could add a friendly amendment, you could uh, direct us to agendize it and the swearing in the same night. Okay, very good, very good. Mr. Mayor, you ready? Hmm? Mr. Mayor. I move to appoint Evan Hudson as the next member of the Willow City Council and agendize uh, uh, his uh, swearing in for the meeting of. It would be the appointment, appointment and swearing in the the same and on October 10th. Yes, for his appointment and swearing in at the City Council meeting on October 10th. Is that clear? Is that clear, Mr. Clerk? I'll figure it out. <laughs> okay, thank you. Is there a second? I will second that. Any further discussion? Once again, I don't see any reason. I understand what Gary said about all that Evan did and that he is here and he is willing. 
But what if somebody who wasn't aware had reservations because they didn't think they were a viable? I just don't see any downside to letting some other people have a shot at speaking up. I just don't see the downside. I concur. I don't see the downside. Again, no reflection on you, Evan, whatsoever. Well, so we have a motion and Ms. a second on the floor. So, Mr. Mayor, on the flip side of that, I don't see the downside of not moving forward in uh, appointing Mr. Hudson. I don't understand that. We have a viable candidate here. I don't understand this. So we have a motion and a second. Call for the vote. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed? No. Aye. Motion fails for aye vote. Again, no reflection. Pleasure of the council. I move that we adopt the program wherein we uh, open the door for other candidates or considered citizens to participate in our local government and uh, proceed in accordance with that process as described. I second. Any discussion on the motion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. aye. So you don't do anything. <laughs> Run a $10,000 election. No. No. No election. <clears throat> that would never go. What are our options, Mr. Mayor? Or, uh, no, we have accept nominations or appoint a nominee. Appoint an applicant from the previous round, which failed. Appoint the next highest vote getter from the last election. Those Mr. Mayor. Those been here. If I may, running the risk of getting yelled at by my boss. Um, there is something to be considered financially for the cost of doing an open call and appointment process in a number of man hours on behalf of city staff to make that happen. Uh, the appointment process is not uh, an insignificant effort to make sure that happens. And a lot of work went on behind the scenes to uh, make sure that that process went through smoothly and legally in the last one. Uh, and we're talking at least to the tune of 20 to 30 hours of work uh, to run this appointment process, which does cost a dollar amount because that is time and effort not being put to a number of other tasks that need to be run by the city. Uh, I think there's also advertising in the Valley Mirror, which is correct. around $800. So, so there, is, there is a financial cost to doing this appointment process. It's, it's not kind of an all or nothing. Either way, it would work the same. So we're at a bit of a stalemate. So my recollection of uh, Rosenberg's rules of order are anybody that voted in the favor of any of those motions can bring back another vote. Say that again, Mr. Mayor, please. I know what he's anybody asking. Anybody that voted in favor of a motion can bring it back for a second vote. I see. Those who in, voted against it cannot bring it back. Derek, uh, I voted in favor of going back to the general public and asking. I really believe in that, but I'm going to switch back over and let Evan have the job if that's what it takes. He seems like a nice young man, and uh, I, I just feel that we should 
solicit, encourage, open the door, invite, and identify and track and tackle anybody that's willing to do this stuff. So under the rules, I don't believe you can make that motion. Okay, I believe, uh, Councilmember Hanson, you'd have to remake your motion. Mr. Mayor, I'll restate my motion best, best to my ability. Uh, I move that uh, Evan Hudson be appointed and sworn in as a city council member of City of Willows at the next meeting scheduled for October 10, 10 2023. I will second that. Discussion. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Congratulations, sir. Welcome. We look forward to your. You're going to love it. We look forward to your uh, contributions. Planning Commission vacancy and appointment process. This is Amos. Uh, so, very simple. Uh, we had a planning commissioner resign. Uh, it is up to the pleasure of the council to appoint uh, a new member. Uh, the recommendation is doing it through an open call of, of applicants. Since it's been a while since we've had any uh, applications, in fact, all the applications I have from the previous cycle were pretty much are already on the council. Can we just pick somebody out of the audience and elect them tonight? Certainly, <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody here that wants to be on the planning commission. The, the planning commission is, is, is your body. You can pretty much do what you want. Uh, but I strongly recommend uh, the, the open application call. What about all that work you're going to have to do? <laughs> it's, it's one is not as bad as two. I'll be good. So I think in this particular case, we have to go out for applications. Yes, I don't have a I don't have a batch of prior applicants uh, for us okay. to select from. So. Otherwise, I would strongly recommend it. So much easier. <laughs> I can't hear you. You okay. can't hear me. So. Um, very well. Does this require a motion, or do we just direct staff to go out to? Uh, just solicit application applicants for filling the planning commission vacancy if i call correctly you just need to give us the the go ahead to to, to move forward with it and then we will bring those applications back to you uh yeah. the later date for review do we need to appoint a committee or the whole council interviews you I can thought, certainly. i thought we had two council members mm -hmm. interview in the yeah past. mr mayor as a matter of fact it was a former council member recently Recent, very recent former council member Jeff Williams and myself over the uh, the uh, selection committee at our last uh, planning commission vacancy. So you could make a motion um, on the direction you want staff to the process, the schedule, appointing an ad hoc committee if we need to do that, or you could have the whole council interview candidates. I don't know how many you'll get, and it's really up to it's the purview of the council. Okay. You, yeah, Mr. Mayor, I'd recommend ad hoc committee of two members. That's all. Historically, that's the way we've handled planning commission. I would, I would yeah. suggest that that's the appropriate way to go. And since I was uh, uh, most on the most recent panel, I'll 
I'll uh, happily decline this time and let somebody else have an opportunity if they like. Do we have a pigeon from the council? <laughs> David? If you're not up to it, I can do it. No, that's fine. I got enough ad hoc committee activity. So, um, that would be a motion. Or the direction to the council or to the staff would be fly the application and I'll appoint an ad hoc committee of council member Vaden and myself to interview the the proposed candidates and make a recommendation to city council. Sounds good. Okay. Yes, sir. That's <laughs> fine. Okay. If that everybody's in agreement, that's what we'll do. Yeah. So is that a motion then? Or Does it need to be a motion? I think, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it should be a motion. Would you make that a Second. motion? Second. <laughs> oh, you want to be doing a motion? I, I just said it, so you can use me as the motion <laughs> motion maker. All right. And Ken, Hanson is second. So all those in favor signify, look, excuse me, public comment. <laughs> Almost forgot. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. 8F. Uh, Mr. Chairman, given the time, the late hour, and the fact that we don't have a full body yet, but we do have a new appointment, and I, I'm going to ask, since I put this on the agenda, we can postpone this till the 10th for further discussion and have our new council member be involved in it. Thank you, Forrest. October 10th. Is that appropriate, attorney? Yes. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Council correspondence. Um, I think I passed you the correspondence. What do you got? That's yours? What do you want? I received a request from the University of California Agriculture and Natural Resources um, for the Glen County 4-H. Uh, to attend an awards and leaders appreciation event on Saturday, September 23rd um, I, at Lake Elementary School in Orland. I'm unable to attend that particular event, and I've asked Councilmember Vice Mayor Vaden if he could attend, so he's going to research that. Can I ask for a pause a minute, maybe ask the clerk? I have a, a b ability, I hear Mr. Hansen very, very well. And, but I don't hear you two as well. Is there a volume control on their microphones? And they 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 appear to be the same distance away from the microphone, so it's got to be something. That's... Do I need to speak in like this? Speak into the mic like this. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Much better. I'm going to keep working on that. Hear me now. Okay. Maybe I should be in the next Verizon Hi, Forrest, commercial. How you doing? There. Much better. Thank you. Thank you. So it is a volume control. Because I got mine up all the way. I can get them. I can't get them up any higher. <laughs> okay. Uh, City Council correspondence. Anybody have correspondence that they need to present? Or go ahead and make City Council comments and reports. I have a couple, but let uh, Gary go first. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mayor, a couple of items. Uh, this morning, uh, this afternoon, rather, we had our uh, monthly Glen Groundwater Authority board meeting. Uh, quite a bit of routine business, but uh, uh, 
much of it centered around our, our current groundwater recharging projects that we have ongoing right now. We have three in the county, uh, all in North County area, North County area and, and uh, Artois and Orland area. In the Orland Artois Water District and the Orland Unit Water Users Association. Uh, and I mentioned, I mentioned those at our last meeting, so I won't, I won't expand on that. But the good news is today from uh, 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 one of our uh, boots on the ground consultants heavily involved in, in the recharge projects are going extremely well. And so far in the uh, Orland Artois Water District uh, recharge, recharge efforts, 1,700 acre feet have been recharged. And at Lely Park in Orland, 600 acre feet have been recharged. I uh, didn't get a compilation yet on uh, on uh, Rick Martin's uh, old gravel pit off of uh, an area of I-5 and Kent Road 18. However, so far that's enough water to supply 2,100 households for a year. So it's been recharged in the Orland area on the behalf of the Glen Groundwater Authority. I thought that was, uh, and I just wanted to point that out. We've, we're moving forward, uh, uh, working on recharge projects uh, uh, and uh, trying still to pursue additional grant funding for those projects. We're also still awaiting our uh, groundwater sustainability plan uh, uh, approval from the Department of Water Resources. There are many, many, many GSPs up and down the state that have not been approved. They're taking their dear sweet time, even though we had to have our report in you know, uh, a couple of years ago. So here we are, we're still in, in uh, in a holding pattern. Uh, just like to uh, uh, briefly thank uh, Kelly Burt, a uh, very recent uh, former planning commissioner now who just, just resigned for her uh, excellent service to City of Willows and the planning commission. She's a good person, uh, intelligent, uh, possesses a lot of common sense, has a wide variety of experience and she, uh, she served in her capacity very well. And also uh, uh, as uh, uh, today was, uh, uh, I believe today, or yesterday, maybe yesterday, was our uh, contract planner Karen Mantelli's uh, last day in the office after 17 years of dedicated service to City of Willows. Uh, Karen, uh, you know, uh, enforced the uh, the municipal code, uh, state law, and federal law. That was that was her challenge. Uh, sometimes not always with the the answer that not everybody wanted, but that's what she was charged with and uh, that, was, that was her duty. Uh, she had a very uh, extensive uh, uh, planning background and knowledge and a lot of experience. Uh, she of course worked with Will Dan for the past uh, uh, many years that also has a deep bench but uh, just like to uh, wish Karen well. She served, she served us well. Uh, she was a dedicated professional, very hard worker and, and uh, delivered her services uh, steadfastly uh, but uh, with kindness as well. And I just want to thank her for uh, all of her efforts on behalf of the city. Uh, just, just as a, a reminder, very recently she just, just completed a monumental task, which was the general plan update in coordination with uh, the consulting uh, team and also uh, Glen County. That is a major, major task. It's like moving, moving boulders. And in comparison, and, and at the same time, the, uh, the housing element update it's a lot of work and she pushed through and provided an outstanding, two outstanding documents that were readily handled, uh, approved by the state hands down. So I'd just like to thank Karen for all of her work and wish her well in the future. Health and happiness to Karen. So that's all I had, Mr. Mayor. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gary.
Vice Mayor Budden. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I had the uh, I attended the LAFCO board of uh, board meeting uh, this past Monday on uh, with uh, the committee of two city commissioners and two county commissioners and heard a great deal of information about how LAFCO works and what the purpose of LAFCO is. And honestly, like being a city council member, I didn't know diddle about LAFCO, but I know a lot more now. It has a viable function within the governmental uh, processing and getting things done, a large, a large amount to do with expanding and growing and economic stuff. So that was an educational experience. I went to the Board of Supervisors meeting today and at one, one o'clock they spoke about the ambulance service that serves our county and our community. I was very optimistic, although once again new to the process, but everybody there, uh, including the members of Westside, the members of Enlo, and others spoke highly about progress that they had made, Westside acquiring another ambulance and other things that are going on. So I think the stories and the experiences we've had with ambulance service in our city and county are going to get better. I wish I could give you more details, but there was a good deal of information and hopefully there'll be a report that'll come out from all of that. Uh, I would like to say that the Imagine Willows deal will continue on. We're gonna meet on Monday the 25th of September. We'll continue to meet the Mondays before the City Council. Purpose of Imagine Willows is the future, about a vision of a better Willows, a better community for everybody. And um, to that extent, uh, I want to say uh, thank you to Marty for all the jobs you're doing. I, I realize that uh, you know I've been in a position where I've had people keep people leave my organization. We've had to fill in for them, so I hope you don't have to fill in forever. But thank you for the extra effort and time that you're putting forth to get us through all the days and weeks that the city business needs. And finally, I want to share with you simply this, that as a new city council member, I came here with a lot of naivete and ignorance and a, a great optimistic attitude. And I, I hope that we can continue and I can continue to feel optimistic because what I see and hear and read sometimes is just full of anger, angst and distress and pissy, visions of past. I don't want to talk about the past. There's a deal that I think every one of us knows. It's called forgiveness. Move on. Let's not try to equalize some old debt. Let's work for the future and, and not look at everything through a vent or a veil of anger and distress and depression and negativity. Let's be positive. I'm going to be, I would like you all to be as well. And I'm not saying all of you, I'm saying everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Sprague. Nothing to report on meetings other than to bring people up to speed in regard to I've, I'm still getting phone calls and complaints that we still have problems at Cedar Hills. And now the current frustration is that they're re-landscaping and painting outside, but we still have cockroaches, we still have plumbing leaks, we still have appliances that don't work, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I'll be talking to um, one of the supervisors that I'm working with uh, in regard to that, he's he's has the same constituency that we do. Um, I did talk to uh, Ms. Brown about getting an update on or copies of the past in inspections that, whoop, our fire chief has left, but our fire chief and, and Paxton um, have done. So I'm hopeful to take a look at those and then I'll make my assessment if those things got taken care of or whatever and, and so on. But anyway, just to bring you up to speed on something else that I'm involved in as well. Thank you. First, I'd like to say for those who reached out and offered their concern for my stupidity, huh. 
I uh, put my finger where it didn't belong, and I crushed it big time, and I was have, unable to attend last meeting. Um, today they took the pin out, the 27 stitches, and uh, said I don't have to go back. So that's a good thing. And but in I defense of this, the, the, the mayor, he's not the first one to have done it. <laughs> so stupid is a stupid did. Um, I'd like to say thanks to Casey Hoffinke for his, his time on the dais um, and his effort and his concerns for the city, as well as echo um, Gary's comments about Kelly Burt and her term on the uh, Planning Commission. I'm attending the League of California Cities conference as um, approved as the designated voter for the City of Willows. Uh, that's September 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Um, we need to agendize for our next meeting appointments to the committees formerly held by Council Member Hoffinke. And as I said earlier, I was pleased to listen to the um, audio from last meeting and have the clarity that came through on, on the recording. And as I understand it, we're soon to have video that goes with it. So I guess I'll have to shave and comb my hair. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. With that, uh, Marty, do you have a city manager's report? I just wanted to mention again that the community development and services director position is still vacant and it has been, the recruitment brochure has been flown for the last two and a half months. We've received three applications and so far one is still being vetted, the other two were not qualified. And the accounting manager position is also vacant and that has been flown for the last two and a half weeks. Um, and that's also vacant and available and we would love somebody with government fund accounting in particular and pretty easy to learn Tyler technologies our new finance software but fund accounting is a little different animal so that would be the preferred candidate so if you know anybody fund accounting I, spread I know the word the PL side of it I, I don't <laughs> understand this budget-based accounting so. so mr. mayor if I may I, I do want to see if we could find out a way and I think Forrest uh, spoke to this of, of reaching out to Ben Titus and Dennis Asbury to help us with this project as volunteers on the pool. So I know it, we discussed it and it bounced around, but I'd like to find out how we can do that, whether it's through Imagine Willows or whether they can run parallel while we're in a holding pattern or whatever they will do to help us. Okay, um, with that, I will close the regular meeting and adjourn to closed session. Pursuant to Government Code Section 54954.3, the public will have an opportunity to directly address the legislative body in any item below. Council convening into closed session. Uh, conference with legal counsel, substantial risk of litigation, potential exposure to litigation pursuant to 54956.9b. It is 8.40, 8.38.